0: G'day Hawks fans, just a bit of a disclaimer before this edition of the Hawk Talk podcast. Now, obviously there's been some big, big news with our club. A bombshell to end all bombshells. Uh, Hawthorne and Alistair Clarkson will be parting ways at the end of the season. Now, we recorded this episode the night before that news broke. Um, In fact, I was just getting finished with uh, the edit of the episode and checked Twitter just in time to see everyone reacting to everything in in all manner of ways um anyway the point is obviously the following episode you're about to hear doesn't cover what is arguably one of the biggest stories in the club's history but you know it it felt a bit silly just to be in 50 or so entertaining minutes we cover a lot we still think it's worth putting out and you know obviously we're going to be back next week and we'll be discussing this entire saga probably when there's more information at hand anyway So here we are. Thanks so much for tuning in and uh, please bear with us and enjoy this edition of the Hawk Talk podcast for what it is. Blow the siren. Hello and welcome to another huge Hawk Talk podcast. On today's show, a quick look back at our Round 19 clash with Adelaide, a preview of the big game against Brisbane in Tassie, a bit of contract talk, the boxing incident revisited, and so much more. There's plenty to get through, so we'd better get down to business. Thanks for tuning in to the Hawk Talk podcast. My name is Nick Mason, and tis... Two key forwards, youngsters, signing on with the club. The Hawks have secured the services of Jacob Kaczynski and Emerson Jecker for a little longer. Both players re-signing with the club. The contract extensions are going to see uh, Jecker locked in until the end of 2022 and Coszy through to the end of the 2023 season. So a one-year and a two-year contract. Correct. Well, I want to see more of them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it, it makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, coszy has been able to perform at the level since oh. the start of the year. Mate, he's come out of
1: nowhere. Absolutely, to, to perform excellently for much of the year, apart from being
0: verballed by Wingard. <laughs> we'll get to the get to the Adelaide clash soon, but um, I yeah, bet he, he wasn't in on negotiations. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd love to see them at training the next day, where Cosie <laughs> and Wingard walk down the corridor and pass each other, and Cosie's just like. Hmm. Maybe Guess I must have been doing something right <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Wingard waited until he'd been signed And then had a real crack <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe uh, Look, Cosie's credentials as best 22 Are pretty much solidified at this point There's no real question there As for Jekka, I mean one year As much as I love the guy It seems to make sense He's coming to the senior side Hasn't quite grasped those chances yet, has he? He's still too young to really be a force in our
1: forward line Which is... Mm-hmm. Struggling at the best of times, but uh, don't forget we had some news from Mark Little C McGowan.
0: Now I suspect we might have touched on this last podcast, but Mark McGowan of the Herald Sun reporting that Josh Morris has been handed a two-year deal. So we wait for confirmation with that one. And uh, as we've discussed, I think a bunch of times on the podcast as well, CJ has apparently triggered an extension himself, but details are yet to be announced. Now, tis with all that in mind. Hawthorne clearly still has a lot of work to do, with the futures of 15 players still to be decided. Can I read him out? Sure. Lachlan Bramble. I mean, that's a big tick, obviously. Yeah, I hope he stays. Get the contract slid in front of him any day now, I would have thought. Keegan Brooksby? No, it might be time on Keegan. Jackson Callow, we should see him in the VFL this weekend. Yes, VFL's back Saturday afternoon, I believe, uh, five past twelve. The extremely convenient time against uh, against Collingwood. That's on KO as well. And 3WBC. Uh, because you're not allowed to go. No, you're not allowed to go. So those are your options. Uh, tune into that one either way. Uh, James Cousins. Yeah, unluckily injured last week, replaced by Burgoyne. And yep. I don't know what happens to Cuz. I mean, this is the tricky thing. It probably would have become more clear had he been available. But now he's missing three weeks. That pretty much takes him to the end of the season. Has he done enough? Yeah, well, that is the question. He's not going to get to prove it either way. He's not going to get to uh, to add to that, to, mm. to mount his case. So the drums are beating, dom, 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 dom. I really don't know. I couldn't make a confident call either way. I mean, we've discussed maybe it's the depth that saves him of the midfield, but I don't know. Sam Frost? Sam Frost is essential, so he should be signed very soon, I would have thought.
1: Holding out for more money.
0: He would probably command more money to be honest Damon Greaves uh, Damon Greaves is a tricky one Surely he's worth a spot Yeah I reckon just, just the one more year I think at the moment Ollie Henrahan Apparently canvassing offers Yeah the Suns and Geelong uh, Reportedly into Ollie's services And uh, this is at a time where we might want something from Geelong We might want uh, a Charlie Constable We might want Quinton Narkel Nah Neither of them No, I'm fine Oof. Michael Hartley. You just don't want to deal with Geelong. What, Sparkle Narkel
1: promises yeah. a lot, doesn't do much.
0: Well, he doesn't do much because they don't play him. Uh, yeah. They'd prefer to play
1: 33-year-olds. Yeah, I was thinking about this earlier. I mean, it is it is sort of the right thing to do, isn't it? it we we seem to have pulled in a few blokes who'd already hit their peak mm. or were very close to the peak and we paid top dollar for them. Yeah. If we can get... But I'm not sure Geelong are going to give him up for for a little. I know Constable...
0: Totally wants out. He's done. That's right, yeah. Well, he wanted out previously, but they couldn't find the deal for him. Mm. So he wants out again, so he'd be on the table as well. Whether he's the sort of player that Hawthorne particularly need, uh, that's open to debate. But, you know, Ollie Hanrahan could be out the door. But you like the the narkle pace away from the pack, breaking I, the lines. Yeah, we need more of that, and I think we'll recruit that way um, and, and draft that way as well. I think that already sort of began at last year's draft, but... That'd be what I'm interested in. Uh, Ollie Hanrahan could stay, could go. That's really still up in the air as well. Michael Hartley. I love Michael Hartley. And I you love s- his haircut. No, he's, he's got a fantastic attitude, great spirit about him. I think he's a really talented defender. His leadership at Box Hill? Leadership, got to be commended? Yeah, I think he honestly should have been given more of a go in the seniors. I think he's been, unfortunately, overlooked a number of times. I'm not sure if he gets another contract, though, and that's, that's a sad thing. This name surprises me, Daniel Howe, because he's he's also showing leadership potential this year. And as we reported here on the podcast a number of weeks ago, Dan Howe reportedly looking at the likes of Sydney or Richmond. So you can tell where, where his mind is at. He wants success and he wants it now.
1: Well, I'm not sure that it's that that's a bit harsh to say Dan's looking. Uh, Sydney and Richmond have inquired
0: about Dan. Well, not not from the reports I read. Yeah. He's he's okay. looking at those two clubs in particular and he wants to go. Whatever, taxman. Ugh. I can only read out what I've read. I'm not making this up. Not like other shows. <laughs> All right, make
1: something up for the next
0: one. Finn McGuinness. Uh, <laughs> well, Finn McGuinness, we actually have a question from a listener on Finn, uh, whether he gets a go, gets the nod before the uh, the season's out, and I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure what it means for him if he doesn't. So maybe another lion ball. No,
1: nah, no, nah, he,
0: he's staying on the list. You reckon? Yeah.
1: he's in. Uh, he's in Sam's court. I suppose so, yeah. Sam's doing a lot of the list management, so... Remember, that's that was the contention point, you know, how what how future is future.
0: Yeah. Really. Yeah, that's fair enough. What about this next guy, uh, Dylan Moore? Should be no question about him.
1: All right. So, who was it that had a crack at me on spaces for having a crack at Dylan Moore, not being good enough really? with the footage? Really?
0: You're going to put one of our listeners on blast? Yeah. Is that what we do yeah, here yeah. on the no, show? Yeah, no, who was it? I don't remember, mate. Does it matter? Yeah, no, I remember. Ah. <laughs> Jacob. It was Jacob. And
1: Jacob correctly took me to task on being (laughs) frustrated by Dylan. And uh, when I did watch the replay in the KM Mini, Dylan Moore was one of our best. And uh, (laughs) just in watching it, I was severely frustrated with some of the options he took, but um, Hmm.
0: completely wrong of me. Dylan Moore has popped up in a number of games this season where he's performed his little heart out and... Oh, he is very intense He deserves another contract He uh, he was almost out the club And now he's uh, very much in the club He's going to stick around for a while I'd be giving him a two year deal myself But anyway This next guy He's uh, available for selection He hasn't been picked this week Because he's got no, uh, no game time Or anything like that Harry Morrison Coming off uh, a hamstring injury He's rehabbed that And he's right to go when we need him Well I mean Yeah we do need him mm-hmm. So Stays on the list Stays on the list. I mean, it's got to be said, he was having a pretty good year up until that point.
1: Yeah, especially the start of the year, he's very good.
0: Yeah, felt like he really recaptured something. Now, this bloke, (sighs) this might be a bit too close to the bone. I don't know if you can be objective on this one. I'm always objective. You're objectionable, there's a difference. (laughs) Connor Nash.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I don't know. Oh, was that your answer? Yes.
1: (laughs) I've I've no idea whether he's going to be on the list next year and um, he's probably
0: played his best game at Box Hill out of all his games, so. He's in the inclusions this week for the Brisbane game, so he could get the nod. The only out that we had was Cousins with the hamstring injury. So what do you what do you reckon, is this Nash's moment as a midfielder, or do we go with Newcombe? I tell you what, it's been, whatever happens, it has thoroughly engaged me as
1: a, <laughs> a storyline ever since he grabbed Vickery's arm, pulled it down, and then took the mark himself at training. <laughs> And Vickery looked totally aggrieved at Monkey. Just raised his shoulders at him. Uh, and we know who's stuck around. So, oh. Oh.
0: Jeez. Well, look, I, I honestly don't know. Um, if not this week, when does Nash get to go? I, I don't know. Any of the following weeks, I would imagine. I, I think they might just leave it, to be honest.
1: Oh, it depends. It, it's fascinating. We just don't know. I mean, Sam obviously found a role for him. At Box Hill, does he want him to stay on the list? Is he going to champion him? Uh, he's a weird body type. Mm. Uh, you know, if you can get something out of him, we know he goes missing for whole games. So very tough to make an appeal for for Nash to get more than another shot. He might even
0: be rookied. I'll tell you what, wherever he does play this weekend, because you have to assume that, you know, he... he Will either play down in Tassie or he might just stick around for Box Hill. Um, I'll be watching him with interest. Um, I'm keen to know how he's used and what that says about his future with his footy club, so if what, he has one. So what days Box Hill? Uh, this Saturday.
1: And then the Hawks on
0: Sunday. Yes, Sunday afternoon. Yep. Uh, Timmy O'Brien out of contract. Yep, restricted free agent. I've kind of gone back and forth on Tim O'Brien staying with the club. I think the the side that's winning at the moment is that he still gets a contract. Yeah, I, I think he does. They
1: use him. In very very uh, difficult roles, mm-hmm. and um, he doesn't perform every week, but he turns up every week and does his darndest. He's got a ceiling, and I think he reached it. We all know that as Hawthorne supporters. Um, yeah, but he 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 does his best. True. Well, you can't deny that. You know, he has a good work ethic, but I think most of us are aware now that he'd um, it, look far better with a Jack Gunston in the side and mm-hmm. and a Cosie and someone else dominating, and him playing a pinch hit. Role being a third option, Harrison Pepper is the last one mm-hmm. on the list here, and uh, I doubt we'll get a look at Harrison before the end of the year in the seniors. So, mm. and if that's the case, it's a probably gone. Well, I mean, we—I I don't know. Not a bad player. He's been put everywhere down at Box Hill. They're looking for a spot for him. That's part of the concern, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I but didn't then, mind him in his forward role actually. And then we looked at Cosy and he was True. in defence for ages and.
0: Throw him up like, forward for pre-season and look the, at him the go. The stars just aligned for Cozzy with yeah. Patton being an idiot, basically. Yes. Well, I mean, that, again, that's not long, to take long away. Long-term idiot. It's not like it was a... <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That's not to take anything away from Jacob either. I think, you know, obviously he's a fantastically talented football player, but uh, it just it worked out when it needed to for him. Anyway, those are the 15 names. Hawthorne's got a lot of work to do. Uh, We saw a few of them strut their stuff uh, at Marvel Stadium against Adelaide. Unfortunately, uh, a narrow loss. How much was it in the end? It was 15, 20 points or something? Yeah, 19 points, 102 to 83,
1: 16 goals, 6, and they kicked a hell of a lot out their ass. Mm -hmm. Very frustrating. They seem to do it every time. Yeah. We pushed them to the boundaries. Doesn't matter. Go straight through. Ridiculous. Uh, to thirteen five,
0: And we're not talking about a consistently accurate club I mean only a fortnight ago it No felt it's like... always against us yeah. I feel
1: victimised I think we should write to the, <laughs> the AFL
0: They'll help us out won't they We'll get to those guys later The <laughs> AFL um, Chad Wingard It was his uh, return match One of the big three inclusions that we had for Hawthorne uh, 24 touches at 83.3% disposal efficiency 4 goal assists An equal team high 8 clearances Including a team high 3 centre clearances 462 meters gained. It didn't always come off for Chad, but boy did he try his guts out.
1: Yeah, he's an engine.
0: Didn't stop. Uh, lots of
1: contested possessions. Put his head over the ball a number of times. Um, it certainly wasn't the same work ethic as the week before against Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got to question whether Melbourne made us look good by absolutely dogging it, or um,
0: well, I don't know about our that. intensity
1: I- I fell thought- away this week, and that'll happen with a young side. But you know, it's. Um, it's interesting to see that Jager had 13 possessions, contested possessions this week. Warple had 11. Tom Mitchell had 10. Dylan Moore had 10. Cousins, in his reduced time, had nine, and Bruce was sticking his head over the ball again with eight. Mm. Um, you know, that's that's a big, solid effort from the midfield, and yet they didn't look anywhere near as good.
0: Well, speaking to the intensity and the drop-off um, from week to week, I did note that the pressure acts and the differential between the teams was pretty stark. Uh, Adelaide dominated that. They had, I think, of the top 10 pressure acts on the field, I think they had about seven or eight. Hmm. So, I mean, they were up for the fight and we weren't so much.
1: Well, the, their marking power in the forward line totally eclipsed ours. Mm-hmm. And I thought some of their younger midfielders, um Schoenberg, he was just running amok. a muck. The rising star he, he nominee,
0: very good. I'm pretty sick of teams beating up on us to get rising star norms. It happens a lot, <laughs> does it? Well, I've never really noticed. Well, I have. I reckon it's happened three or four times this year at least. So right. a little bit annoying, but yeah, Schoenberg performed well. I, I did find that you know, speaking of the forward fifty uh, before the the distribution inside fifty again needed work, lacked polish. The old Clarkuism came back, and rightly so because he was correct in saying that we that we lacked polished. But you could see that, you
1: know, there was a consistent effort to the boys. Um, The margin was basically the margin at the end of the first quarter yet again. Yeah. And... We got in
0: front. Got our noses in front. There was some development from Bramble, um, who looks exceptional. 25 touches, a game high, 611 metres gained. Uh, He's averaging 398 metres gained uh, for Hawthorne. So that's second only to Blake Hardwick. So pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, for for a man who's still under 10 AFL games, it's incredible stuff. Mm. Um, And then you're looking at some of the older players and you're wondering just where they are in their careers. But, you know, it's getting to the end of the season and not only the young fellas feeling it, but the old guys are too. Yeah. And what do we have, four games left? Yeah. So start enjoying them. Because even though it's not been a hugely enjoyable year as a footy fan and we can't even go... Yet, it's yep. so two weeks now until yeah, we maybe yep. can get back and That's right. we can see off Burgoyne and whoever else may be departing. You know, let us back.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty keen. I'm always keen for the footy. It doesn't matter how the team's going. i was very, always keen to get along. I was
1: very happy to see they moved to, to Tassie this week. That's good. Yeah,
0: yeah it was good. I wasn't, wasn't necessarily expecting that, but I'd rather it be down there. They get the crowds. It's better for the club. Well, some Hawthorne fans can attend at yep. least. From this game, Tom Mitchell, 28 touches, four clearances, a team high, nine tackles. So working hard again. Mitch Lewis. Oh, don't just turf it like that. That was well, we an always, excellent performance. We always talk Mitchell. about Tom Mitchell and every it's week. Just,
1: yeah, but like
0: people are like, oh, yeah, he gets a whole lot of there. Can you yeah.
1: imagine if we didn't have Tom?
0: Yeah, I know. I know. I make that point as well. He was good. James Warple was good as well, actually. I Yeah, thought. he was. Uh, Mitch Lewis kicked three goals. I thought he finally recaptured something. The ball. Well, yes, that too. Yeah, he had
1: he had a fair few touches. I thought he was good.
0: Yeah, he was good. He brought the physicality back to his game, which I thought, you know, underdone in that first half against Melbourne, came back into form in the second half and then carried it on this week. It was good. Good to see. Dylan Moore, we mentioned mentioned uh, 25 touches, kicked one goal, two, a team-high nine score involvements and two goal assists.
1: Ugh, how did I get frustrated with him?
0: <laughs> I- <laughs> it's a pretty good stat sheet, isn't it? Maybe it's part of my campaign to... Make him the the barrel boy. Trying to divert attention away from Nash, who isn't even out there. (laughs) You've gone overboard. Scrimshaw and Hardwick. uh, Just thought it was worth noting that both recorded 15-plus possessions at over 93% disposal efficiency. So nice and reliable defenders there distributing the ball. Got to love that. And yet, Scrimshaw frustrated me. So... Oh, I'm not saying they had amazing games, either of them, but I just, I think it's worth noting that it's very handy having those players that can use the ball properly distribute the ball well. All right, Leon. Had a question, yes. Would you like to read it? I mean aloud. Yeah, aloud, if you could, please, for the listeners. (laughs) There's a funny thing about podcasting, most of it has to be allowed.
1: How do we address that we have only been competitive in games where our effort approaches 100% rather than being able to rely on game plan, capable of moving the ball from end to end and then deliver the ball into the forward line that this group of players can execute? Quite frankly, it's a dearth of talent. It doesn't help. Yeah, so individual talent isn't huge or high or to be relied upon in uh, Clarkson's method of football. And if you can break down our attack off the half-back line, mm-hmm. um, which we saw on the weekend against Adelaide, we've got almost no propulsion.
0: Yeah, and incidentally, that's the uh, that's where we're lacking. We're missing. Yeah, we've got a lot of injuries there. Missing those guys. Uh,
1: and then we've had huge problems with a spot-up uh, lead or mark on mm-hmm. the wing. Yep. And uh, from there, we've got a wonderful fulcrum to generate uh, space to create nice little scoring chains or get a chain going into the forward line. But if we don't get possession, if we're trying to gain possession at about 60, 65, we're usually outnumbered and ping straight
0: back. Yeah, absolutely. Happens a lot. So
1: I think Leon's having a crack at Clarko here. Just a
0: veiled one. Well, I, I don't know about that, but I think, you know, effort needs to be 100%, regardless of what game plan you're implementing, right? I mean... Do you remember the 3 Pete? The effort's there. The effort was there in the third quarter each week. That's a bit unfair,
1: (laughs) Do you remember that? Oh, it was fantastic to watch. You'd watch Hawthorne play a holding pattern. They'd take the ball back. They'd wait for them to stuff up. They'd put a bit more pressure on them. If they didn't give the ball back, then Hawthorne would turn on the Jets. Halftime. Come out in the third quarter. Bang, bang, bang. All over.
0: I did, incidentally, actually watch um, highlights of the 2013 grand final last night. And uh, it just struck me how, like, in that era, those those premiership sides, maybe you'd have, like, one or two players at most where you're like, oh, yeah, maybe you could sub them out, put someone else in, you know, make make a, dip, make a change at the selection table, I mean. You could put someone else in, it might be okay. But that's only one or two players. The rest of them are just solid gold. Like, they're, they're such strong teams, it's ridiculous. And I know that's an obvious point. But it just—I was struck by that last night watching and I was like, "How do you, how would you hope to defeat this team?" But it,
1: w- it wasn't just that; it was the knowledge they had of one another's game. Yeah, it was the fact that they had gears. Yes, you will notice now we don't have gears.
0: Well, that no, that's true, and, and you know, with the three era, we're talking about a really well-oiled. Oh machine. yes,
1: I know. It's it, 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 it's you can't compare them. Yeah. But that, that's where you've got to get to. Yeah, you're talking
0: about the essence of a, of a champion team,
1: basically. Well, even, even a good team knows that you well, can't go at 100% the whole day. Like, that mm. is a losing strategy. Yeah. And you're watching in the, the Olympics at the moment, in the swimming. You know, they just sit on their opponent. Yeah. And then when they see the finish line, bang.
0: Thorpey knows. How good is he, I actually? Know, he knows how to call him, doesn't he? He's really fantastic. So it's looks like to. he should give it a go himself. And Liesl Jones, she's yeah. very good. Yeah, she should give it a go herself too. Don't
1: don't care much for the guy, the little rah guy by the pool. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that but is, no. But they, they need to get one I of them. thought
0: you were talking one. about Basil for a sec. Well, he called uh, Arnie. Arnie, yep. He called her swim. To be a legend, you've got to beat a legend. Yeah, that wasn't bad, was it? Yeah, it was a bit, bit WWF. To be the man, you've got to beat the man. Sports entertainment. Okay. Woo. Anyway. Jeez, what a rabbit hole. <laughs> what were we talking about oh yeah that's right the next game uh, Hawthorne versus Brisbane at UTAS Sunday 2.10pm the squad for Sunday has been announced uh, Cousins is our only out at this point with the hamstring injury That'll take about three weeks rehab. Uh, and in, we're going from Burgoyne, Greaves, Newcomb, Finn, and Nash. Okay, well, it's a Sunday game, so we don't have much. Don't have much to go on just yet. The interchange is from Cozzy, Newcomb, Brockman, O'Brien, Burgoyne, Nash, Greaves, and Finn. Do you think
1: Brockman did enough to maintain his spot?
0: He's keen, isn't he? But he just he didn't really have an impact this particular game. I don't think they'd drop him, such a young bloke. Well, I thought that
1: about Jekka. Yeah, but he'd had some time. Like, I mean, Brockman's only just played one game. and
0: He's played two now. Has he? Yeah, he played against Melbourne and he played uh, oh, yeah, against yeah. Adelaide. Okay. So, he... yeah. I don't know. I'm not really sure what they do there. Do you see them making any more changes apart from Cousins? Uh, well, we're playing Brisbane. Um,
1: they've got a terrific midfield, so you'd imagine they'd have to bring in a midfielder. Do you know, there's a bloke who plays for Brisbane who um, most people don't watch, But Jared Lyons is just about their most important player. I've heard it said, yep. He's very intelligent around the football. Mm -hmm. And they got him for nothing out of Gold Coast. So I'll be watching him this week. I like watching him. (laughs) Rather than our blokes? No, I just want... (laughs) I mean, I'll be watching our blokes, obviously. Yeah. But at the same time, I'll be watching what Clarko Mm -hmm. does for Lyons. Do you hold any expectations for this game, really? Uh, Yeah, I expect work ethic, I'm yes. not sure Brisbane have any fear of us in Tassie. I think they've beaten us I, I, I a suppose, number of times now. Yeah, I,
0: I guess that's what I was alluding to. I mean, they, they're they making their charge to finals. And if they're serious, they'll dispatch of us quite easily, I would have thought. Have they dropped anyone and they look like they're going to be resting people and
1: not sure. doing that kind of stuff? Cause, uh, not sure. Do you want to look now? So they've included Connor Ballenden, Jackson Pryor and Keaton Coleman. And they're, sure. They've all played this year so okay. it doesn't look like they're doing the old Ross Lions on the way to on the way to Tassie, just dumping <laughs> what did he do? Dump, <laughs> dump nine, didn't he? On Something the way like into that, the yeah. finals, yeah. So enjoy it. Oh, watch I'll, the, young, I'll enjoy watch it. the young players. Um it'll be interesting
0: to see what Fagan has in store for us. Birchall, probably in the lineup. I'm kind of reverting back to, you know, how I was heading into the season. That's what my expectations are simply I'm looking for what we're trying to do and what we're putting in place for next year. It's so not about the results. My my enjoyment out of this is not results-driven. Well, I'll probably be
1: more enthusiastic about Box Hill, to be honest.
0: Yeah. No, I've said it before on this podcast. That's, that's the team I'm excited about, it because I know that that, well, in a very real sense now, is the future, Tiz. That, that's the that's Sam Mitchell doing his stuff. Who are we playing? So we're playing Collingwood.
1: Yeah, we got them in a couple of weeks too, don't we?
0: We do. Now without Pendlebury,
1: we're in a race against the spoon now, and they could end up with it.
0: Yeah, and, and haven't they just completely botched that as well? Like their number one pick goes to uh, GWS. WS?
1: Jeez. Are they in danger of announcing a coach anytime soon, by the way?
0: Need a board first. <laughs> they don't know who's at the who's in charge of the place, you know? So just for context, where, where do you think uh, Collingwood is on the VFL ladder? Just have a guess. Probably Bottom. No. Should be a good clash on Saturday. You got the fifth-placed Box Hill Hawks against the eighth-placed Collingwood VFL. So at the moment, they're qualifying for finals. So there you go. I didn't anticipate that they'd be um, in such a good position. We had a question here from Toilet Duck. Uh, Are there players we should be resting... Toilet Duck? We've heard from Toilet Duck before. Don't make it sound like we haven't. (laughs) Are there players we should be resting at this stage to open up spots for others? Well, I've my opinion on this has not really differed from the past week. Uh, I'd still like to see literally anyone have a go on Phillip's spot. I think it's time to give him a rest. even though I, You liked him last week. I, well, I did. I did. I don't think he necessarily lowered his colours against Adelaide either, but I would like to see Downey or Saunders or whoever proves himself this week at, at Box Hill. Yeah, L. they've got to get some time. Yeah, give him some time, and, and let's see if we can make a change there. I'd like to see Cosy Get a rest as well. I think God knows he's earned it. He's played almost the entire year. Um, and Callow steps in, maybe. Ooh, Callow. That's Callow. exciting. Callow or Jex, I don't care. One of them. Um, just make the switch there.
1: Why Why wouldn't they put Callow in down in Tassie?
0: I don't know. It's got a bit of romance to it, hasn't it? Yeah, it does. No, it's, uh, it's not to be. No, it's like you say. We'll give him some match time in Box Hill and then uh, they'll weigh up what to do. So Jekka's not back this week then? Jekka's not in consideration this week, no. Interesting. Again, another reason to watch Box Hill. Well, he's got his contract. No need to worry. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I just look forward to seeing him dominate again. That's all. All right, Nick. You got your
1: uh, Che Guevara top on?
0: (laughs) Here we go. This is a good question. Uh, We're into miscellaneous listener questions right now, listeners. Um, This one from Steve. What are your thoughts on the redistribution plan, which I hadn't heard about? Until Steve, you
1: had to look it up, did you?
0: Steve turned my attention to what this was about. I was like, what What redistribution plan? What is this? Should clubs who put themselves in a position to support themselves also support others? Should clubs be invested in supporting each other for the greater good of the competition? Now, the redistribution plan. Uh, this is from The Age. Competition heavyweights Richmond, Collingwood, Essendon, Hawthorne, and West Coast... can see the common three between those clubs, have objected to an AFL proposal that would see every club lose $2 million in base funding next year with the pool redistributed to clubs hit worst by the COVID-19 pandemic. Immediate thoughts, Tiz. Immediate
1: thoughts, emergency situations, calls for emergency tactics from the AFL.
0: The article continues. Under the plan, presented to clubs by AFL Chief Executive Gillan McLaughlin, all 18 clubs would lose $2 million from their base funding, the minimum being close to $10 million since the pandemic began last year, and the $36 million would be reallocated according to need, with the clubs most affected receiving more than those who have been making profits. Uh, Hawthorne President Jeff Kennett shock here, uh, was again most animated in opposing the AFL agenda, saying that the league wanted to pull down the profits of the financially able. But he was joined this time by his Essendon, Richmond and Collingwood counterparts. Right. So, what you're looking at is is budgetary constraints. Mm -hmm.
1: Richmond, Collingwood, Essendon, Hawthorne and West Coast have obviously allocated their monies and have five-year, 10-year, 15-year plans. Maybe the other clubs do as well. But, Richmond and Collingwood would have already allocated these mm-hmm. monies. Yep. And so you're looking to rob them to pay for the for the guys that can't manage mm-hmm. their admin. They're financially crestfallen. Losers. Um, yeah. <laughs> Losers. But when I look at this, actually, Richmond are sort of on the down cycle. Mm-hmm. Collingwood certainly are. Essendon, they might be quite good in the next few years. Hawthorne are at the bottom of their cycle. West Coast are heading down. They've got an old list. These clubs are not going to be raking in cash over the next few years. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? I think that's a fair assessment, yeah. What I would like to point out is that you can't, in ordinary circumstances, and I'm not saying this pertains to now, but the fact that they ever had redistribution stuff like this is is pretty much crap to me, because you've got to have healthy feedback loops. Mm. Like, if you keep stuffing up, you can't get bailed out again and again. Just can't keep on
0: dipping into the purse, is what you mean?
1: Well, yes, but the argument for clubs like North is that they'll chuck so much money at GWS and Gold Coast Mm. that why should North who's put so many more years into the competition and yeah. all that stuff, yes. why shouldn't they get bailed out as well? Yeah. And, and I would that, is, that is a fair enough is, argument. That is, yeah. Well, what they're doing is just, is just using the moral bankruptcy of the AFL in the first place to get <laughs> more money out of the AFL <laughs> and yeah. force them towards not only more moral bankruptcy, but bankruptcy itself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't... Give to some and not give to others. And so they're at the point where they've given so much to others that they now have to take back. Yeah. And it's not good for the competition, and it just means that um, this model that was so heavily um, focused on growth that the AFL was going for, they were looking at doing stuff in China, they wanted to get into America, Mm -hmm. they weren't consolidating the grassroots. We've heard about how much cash they took out of all the local clubs. You know, if the money's going back to the local clubs, because then you're re-tilling the soil mm-hmm. for the whole competition, you're bringing in more, you know, you're actually investing in the future of the comp. But if you're chucking it at, at
0: shit-run clubs, who are just going to waste <laughs> it... <laughs> well, that's a, I was just about to jump in. I'm like, is that what they're doing? They're not giving back to the local stuff. They're not giving back to grassroots. Yeah, but they don't they're-
1: think about it. They just see, you know, poor little fellow here who has... Gravitas, and you know, he's got an AFL license, and they wanted to be competitive in the next three years, like mm-hmm. North, so that they can get some decent television ratings.
0: Yeah, you know, it's so short sighted. Well, the, the, you'll notice that the majority of the clubs have ticked off on this, including, yeah, because they're teams. not, yeah, welcome <laughs> to democracy, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so it's teams like North and, and St Kilda who are like. This sounds pretty good, actually. So, is this, you, is so this you're one ready? of the first times I'm going to be part of the one percent? This- <laughs> so, these clubs are going okay. So, what you what you're telling me is that we give two million dollars, and it goes into a massive pool, and we get some of that back. Yeah. We get more. You've heard than of what the we GST, get- right? <laughs> All the Western Australian listeners are like, "Yeah, right." <laughs> so, um, no wonder they're on board. <laughs>
1: What about Frio? They make bucket loads of cash. They got no trouble. They're just underachieving. But it's two million dollars from everyone, apparently.
0: Is that, is that was I correct in reading
1: that? That's two million. Well, it's two million they lose off their base funding right. the minimum being close to ten million since the pandemic began last year, and the thirty-six million resulting from that, which is yeah, so two 18 million by two, two million off all the AFL clubs list would be then reallocated according to need. So they can't find any more money mm-hmm. in this pool of cash they've got. They've already told everybody, you're getting this amount. Yeah. And now Hawthorne, Essendon, Collingwood, West Coast all have to pull their horns in. We're never going to get that Kennedy Center going.
0: Not if this stuff's going ahead. Well, I wouldn't say that necessarily. $2 million compared to the funding we've received for that. Yeah, but this 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 here is
1: you going... Oh, shit, we can't depend on anything the AFL says to us about our financial situation well, that, that's because I, they can take the money.
0: Well, that's what I find the most galling, is that over the well, the most recent last few years, um, Hawthorne has been well down in terms of... If you draw up a table of who's receiving the most from the AFL, Hawthorne is always down the bottom. Last, second last, yeah. Yeah, I think most recent figure that we received from them was something like $11 million. Which is... I know it sounds like a lot to, you know, the average person. So, oh, brilliant, 11 million. But compared to what other clubs were getting, it's nothing. Like some Kilda. So... And they had all those big-name recruits. Did nothing again. So, I mean, I... Look, I don't love it.
1: Uh, I... <laughs> what can you do? Emergency situation. The point is, these clubs have to rally and say, listen, we understand that this is an emergency situation, but going forward, this cannot be the status quo. Because... You have to either, and they are administrating some clubs, they have in the past stepped in and administrated um, Brisbane and they parachute in their favourite blokes mm-hmm. to control clubs and then bring people over. They shark all our IP. They yep. shark our admin. And then they just... Sprinkle. Sprinkle it like around fairy the place. Dust, around and the competition. Wonder, it, wonder why it doesn't work.
0: Yeah. It's almost like organisations are bigger than one or two people. Anyway. Huge change won't happen while Gil's there. It's a very um, state of emergency type thing, isn't it? Like you'd have to... They would want uh, assurances, these clubs, that this yeah. isn't going to continue, as you Before say. Before I
1: go any further with it, yeah. the state of emergency powers... Yeah, well... ...are there only for the state of emergency. And this will be exactly the sort of shit that Kenneth likes to get involved with. <laughs>
0: but on an <laughs> AFL basis. Well, you bring up a good point. This can't continue. Isn't it um, interesting how a number of those clubs also uh, did away with their dependency on gaming revenue?
1: It's just such crap that the moral bankruptcy of the AFL, who has a who has a chief betting... Sponsor. Sponsor. Yeah. Then going around, betting's bad. You shouldn't have that.
0: Uh, look, we've brought this up many times on the podcast. Everyone knows my stance on gaming. I'd rather we detach from it, but I just think... <sighs> When the when the AFL's tearing Sure, it's evil well, but, but w- we're free. Well when the AFL's tearing two million dollars away from it, you start looking at something like the pokies going, Well, thank Christ we have that Yes, we could use it better than someone with, well, crown. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. How look, are I, you, Andrew? Doing well over there. Look, doing I, real good things, mate. Oh. I, I hate it too. I hate that our club has this dependency, but it's stuff like this that makes you wonder what would happen if we didn't have it anymore.
1: What was Crown Bet called in. Oh, it got renamed. Anyway.
0: It, it really is tricky, isn't it? Like, because I'm I've long said on this podcast. I, I want clarity around our path out of this, this whole gaming thing. And then there'll be like a curveball like this that the AFL throws. And I know that's dependent on everything with COVID. I know they haven't just done it for no reason. But this is kind of the, a new thing that, that Hawthorne needs to navigate now. Melbourne got rid of it. was the only thing keeping them afloat for the last 25 years. <laughs> anyway. It just makes all of it a lot harder. I want our club to be on the moral high ground. And now let's... We've got to deal with this now. <laughs> <laughs> Two million bucks. Jesus.
1: Yeah, well, as we're about to see, um, if you want to stop something in life, let Hawthorne do it
0: first. <laughs> are we talking about the boxing now? We are. Yeah, Hawthorne cleared of any wrongdoing. Um, However. Uh, regarding the Mitch Lewis concussion, Tom Morris has reported that uh, the club has been cleared. There was an errant, as we know, uh, Jacob Kozitsky uppercut. Didn't realise it was specified as an uppercut. Jeez, that's new information, isn't it? Thanks, Tom Morris. Uh, concussed teammate Mitch Lewis. Now foxfooty.com.au has also confirmed that WorkSafe has completed the investigation and is satisfied with Hawthorne's response and will take no further action. However, Tiz, the AFL will be taking further action. Really? Well, you can't box anymore. You can't box oh, at training. Right. Yeah, okay. So
1: basically the story is Hawthorne cleared of wrongdoing, yada yada yada, boxing is banned.
0: <laughs> yes! Correct! Brilliant. Brilliant! I'm so glad you're following along. Yeah. Well done.
1: Yeah. I I just think news outlets should definitely do shit like that. Uh, just say yada yada yada. Or just put up a sign: No news. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened. Go back. Go back to whatever you were doing. It's all
0: good here. Don't worry about it. Uh, Bevo worried about it. Did he? He's a big boxing fan, is he? Well, he's been very outspoken that the AFL should not be putting down directives on what clubs can and can't do in training. Oh wow. Yep. He's got on the front foot. So we might see the fallout from that unfold over the next few days. A bit of libertarianism down at the old dogs.
1: Just because they don't like punching the ball with their fist doesn't mean they can't punch each other.
0: Well, don't throw everything away, Tiz. It <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's a bit of a joke, isn't it? And this comes off hot off the heels of Buddy Franklin. Not oh yeah, getting off, getting his, his appeal this,
1: successful. Someone did put the stat up. I think it was Swampy. Mm. Uh, said he's been done for one week while at Sydney. Wow, he really? Lost six weeks
0: at Hawthorne. Has he only done what? A has amount- he only done one week at Sydney? Yes. He seems to be sighted every other week. Yep. When he gets on the park, eventually yeah, he's been fined double the amount he was at Hawthorne. Jesus, but well, I'm sure action, that'll hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's not in the
1: contract that Sydney pay that.
0: Yeah. Anyway, a joke. A joke that boxing at training could be outlawed, but then they're like, you know, you've really got to send a strong message with head high contact. Anyway, uh, Buddy Franklin, free to play? Uh, it's just, the hypocrisy is just in plain sight. You don't even you don't have to think hard about it. That is what's so much of the joke about this. So, we need to talk about it.
1: Mm. Hornthorn. Hornthorn. So I'm not one that wants to dive down the bottom of the ladder mm-hmm. to get some talent. And I know pick one doesn't eventuate that well. Hell of a lot of pressure on the guys. But this fella caught the eye, Nick. Definitely caught the eye.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm wondering whether you can support North for the last month. <laughs> that's, that's beyond me and you know it. <laughs> I don't know. It really is um, the race for the spoon he's probably off the gws isn't he he might be that'd be bloody typical he might be it's really heating up though there's a lot of mystery around how this is going to play out have you seen his stats they're just ridiculous i mean
1: he's exactly what we want he's exactly what we need yeah sam must just drool when he thinks of the prospect Mm -hmm.
0: it would be perfect but to get there is the opposite of what we want and the opposite of what we need, and that's the spoon. That's what it's going to take. So you've got you to look into that deep, dark, truthful mirror inside of yourself, Tiz, and ask yourself, the- can you live with a Hawthorne spoon?
1: Well, I mean, we're not we're not tanking, Nick. We're not. Mm.
0: We, we still need the winning ethos. The spoon cares not for your spirit. You will win it, or claim it, rather, either way, and there will be the associated shame of the wooden spoon.
1: It's just, what's the word for it when uh, you've got two opposing thoughts? Cognitive dissonance?
0: Is it? It might be. It probably is. Well, you're not thinking of the unstoppable force versus the immovable object. I don't think that was your point. No, I'm not going for any could this week. Okay, go
1: on. I just know that in the past, when it looked like we were getting a really high draft pick, we'd win a couple of games at the end of the season, and a lot of Hawthorne supporters were lamenting it.
0: Well, I read something today. It might have been um, an SEN tweet that asked... What is the worst thing that could happen for your AFL team right now? And honestly, with Hawthorne, it's going on a winning streak. You wouldn't want to win the next four games. What would be the point of that, honestly? And now we have the other feedback loop that the AFL
1: loves to encourage. (laughs) Losing to get lower on the ladder. It should be a lottery. They they absolutely benefit the loser, not only in
0: uh, redistribution of monies...
1: Mm -hmm but also in the redistribution of talent.
0: Yeah. Well, it should be a lottery. I've long thought that, and I don't know why it isn't. How can you get more fair than a lottery?
1: Maybe they could sponsor the lottery, Nick. <laughs> Tatterstalls.
0: Well, uh, life could be a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you, you get my point, though. I, oh, mean, I do. randomize. Yeah, they, they randomization is, is, is fair. What's well, the fairest it can be. Yeah. And if it happens that, say, you know, Geelong gets the number one pick, that would shit everyone up the wall. It would. But we'd know it was, oh, well, that yeah, just is how it is. That's but life. But can
1: you trust them? What if we randomised the redistribution of the monies?
0: I, I need to set the scene for listeners. Has anyone seen the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he looks <laughs> smug <laughs> as all hell? That was the exact face that Tiz pulled just now. In fact, I think I'm going to lead with that image to promote the podcast this week. <laughs> anyway,
1: yeah, they're not
0: inculcating the
1: right values by their decisions at the top to make the league better and nobler.
0: What do you want? Definitively, what What are you comfortable with for the end of the season? Because I know you like Jason Horn as well you should. All Hawthorne supporters should be very excited by hashtag Hornthorn. But are we willing... To accept the spoon to make it happen, as fans, can we can we can we do that? I uh, I honestly think he's off to GWS and we're not going to get a look. Well, unless we finish last, we're not getting a look anyway. Yeah, that's pretty much the equation here. I have full faith in our club that they're able to to use whatever pick or whatever player we get. Uh, I mean, after Will Day, I have full faith. Right, whoever we get is going to be really good, but it's just. Everything that Horn is and represents, I think you're right. Could really use him. I just don't know if I'm comfortable with the spoon, though. So a lot of conflicting emotions on my part. I, I haven't decided one way or the other. Now, if we do finish bottom mm-hmm. and
1: Adelaide like, we really want Horn. We'll give you anything you want. SA product. i would
0: love to keep him there. It, exactly. Do they have to take the spoon with him? <laughs> no. That's the thing. But <sighs> it wouldn't work out that way. We'd always have the indignity of having finished last. <laughs> Yeah, Kane Corns said that Hawthorne had underachieved this year. Shit, really? Yeah. <laughs> he said that North Melbourne had overachieved. Jesus. And we'd well, underachieved. I mean, that, that, that's, just, that's just North Melbourne all over. Being bottom and overachieving to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose I should have interpreted it that way. That's fair enough. Anyway, hey, should we get to some, the last of our questions here? We'll just zip through them. Toilet Ducks back. The Toilet Duck, yeah, he is back. Uh, what are our draft targets going into 2022 to 23? And we had a follow-up from Ewan as well, similar sort of question. Do you reckon if we stay 17th, Hawks could pull a minor surprise at the draft table similar to What I will say is we're absolutely going to get to these questions a lot closer to the appropriate time. Sound like a politician, don't I? But it's true. There's just certain things that uh, we want to devote entire episodes to this sort of stuff. Yeah, it's so. not a race. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I just channel that Olympian spirit. Oh, beautiful. It's now, not a race. It's not a race. Uh- <laughs> Jesus. This is the most political this podcast has ever gotten. And we talk about Jeff Kennett constantly. Uh, we heard from Tim. When the coaching handover happens at the end of 2022, how many former premiership players do you think will still be on the Hawthorne list? There's four of them. Four by my count, because Berglund will be gone already. So we've got McAvoy, Gunston, Bruce and Shields. Mm-hmm. Genuine question marks to his. I think Bruce is probably the most safe. Oh, yes. Um, Gunston, God knows where he
1: is at with his body. McAvoy's already there. He's contracted. And Shields has had a dip in form. But that's not where I'm really looking. I'm looking at no. who does Sammy bring to the club? hmm And is he going to bring Ruffy back? Can he, <laughs> can he haul Hodge back? Oof. Oh. David Hale's very good coach. Mm-hmm. guerra has been quite good. Are we going to see a wonderful duo of Andy Collins, mm. who was you know terribly aggrieved not to get the role Clarkson got? <laughs> yeah, um, working side by side with Mitchell, like Bolton and Clarko. Mm. This is yeah. It'll be interesting to see what he does. Chris Newman as well. He might be looking to go somewhere else. Um, McCray yep. recently arrived. Obviously fixed up all the forward line issues we had, so that's good. <laughs> that's a little more complicated than that. <laughs> I think he, has, he has reformed it. Yeah, yeah he's, he's done okay. Yeah, well, he picked Kaczynski and went, hey,
0: yeah. you're a forward, mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, plenty of exciting stuff to look forward to. Uh, <laughs> just this just this last point I thought we would end on a feel-good story before we get to some socials and stuff. Um, three VFLW Hawks have been taken the AFLW Draft. So you've got Lively Ford, Ashanti Bush going to the Gold Coast Suns, midfielder Keeley Sherrard going to Carlton, fellow Eastern Rangers product uh, Eloise Chastorn going to Collingwood. When are we hearing about that? I was hoping you were going to ask that. I don't know. <laughs> I Is don't there an a calendar me. with a decision day? How hard could it be? Do they not have, say, a, a body, like an arm or a department to look at this stuff and instantly tick it off? i got to say... Women's footy should be totally
1: outrating women's soccer. How do you figure? Well, I watched that game between the US and Australia the other night, mm-hmm. and I'm a soccer fan, but neither of them really wanted to score in the last 15 minutes. It was like there they had been a negotiation. What, are they, what are they like, playing for
0: Jason Horn? It was like they knew if they both got a draw, they were both
1: through, <laughs> and they just played out the game.
0: Oh, that's, that's sportsmanship, isn't it? Good on it. Gamesmanship, I think. Gamesmanship, yes. Key difference, isn't there? <laughs> uh, but no, uh, good luck to each of those VFLW Hawks. Uh, amazing opportunities ahead of them. Ashanti Bush, Killy Shirah, and uh, Eloise Chaston. Uh, that's amazing. And hopefully uh, they can come on back to Hawthorne when we get an AFLW team ourselves. And hopefully a decision on that is...
1: Well, we know they've got a later. beautiful spirit going with the women's team. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a great ethos down there, uh, which has taken a lot of effort to create. Yep. Um, so if we're rewarded with a team, I think it will do really well very quickly.
0: Shouldn't even be an if question anymore. Come on. Come on. Let me support a women's team, please. My colours, not just some random other club. Let me support a Hawthorne women's team. Anyway, that'll be it for this episode. Uh, up to 294 ratings on Apple Podcasts, Tiz. I don't know if you know that. We're just six away from another huge milestone. So, look, listeners, if you enjoy what we do, spread the word. Help other Hawthorne fans to find our show. Jump on, rate and review us. And, uh, yeah, that'd be awesome if you could do that. Uh, find us on Twitter as well, at HawktalkPod. 2,800 followers. The next big checkpoint for us is now within reach, so you can get on board and join the banter. We've been having fun doing Twitter spaces, Tiz. Yeah, are doing them again? I think so, if you, if you would like to on... Against Brisbane, oh, I don't know if they're going to talk
1: back to me. It's a
0: little bit. It is Hawk talk back. I yeah. mean, it is talk back radio. I know,
1: but you know, we throw it up. You have a filter, mate. You know,
0: that's true.
1: I have someone there going, "Okay, you can go.
0: You can stay." Why are you so scared of Jacob? I don't know. <laughs> They're gonna have a go at you again. <laughs> come on, mate. Yeah, we'll do hawk yeah, talk Come back on, again. have a go. That was good fun actually. Yeah, it was good. So basically on Twitter we like to start Twitter spaces and get the pre match, halftime and post match going where you can basically fire away any questions or hot takes about the game. So it's, yeah, it's Talkback Radio, but on Twitter, it's Hawk Talkback. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us there. And look, if you like what we do and really want to support our show, you can do so over at Patreon. Become a subscriber today. Any subscription tier that you want, all the details are over there. Patreon.com slash HawkTalkPod. And a shout out to our merch as well, RedBubble.com. If you just search Hawk Talk Podcast, you can find our burgeoning line of merchandise. All right, mate, going to need your tip for this week. I have a feeling I know which way you're going to lean. Hawthorne versus Brisbane down in Tassie on Sunday afternoon, but I want to hear you say it anyway. Oh, I think Brisbane are in a far better place than we are at the moment and they'll um, not have too much trouble with us. I'd agree with that, but still plenty to look forward to. I mean, Are you doing Mason's Multi this week to
1: uh, keep yourself interested? You can add a couple of Olympic legs if you like. Oh, can I? Well, that's nice of you. Friday night. Oh, we're doing it. Yeah, St. Okay. Hilda versus Carlton. St. Hilda. Saturday, dogs versus crows. Uh, dogs. North Melbourne versus Geelong. Ah, down in Tassie. Oh, <laughs> Geelong. <laughs> Gold Coast versus Melbourne. Lots of money to be made here.
0: Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Melbourne. Collingwood versus West Coast. Uh, where is that being played? G. Is that right? Yeah, okay. Uh, Collingwood. Essendon versus Sydney at the Gabba versus Sydney at the
1: Gabba. Uh, Sydney. Hawthorne versus the Brisbane Lions. Brisbane. TWS versus Port Adelaide
0: uh, at Metricon. Port Adelaide. And Frio versus Richmond at Optus. Ooh, that's a spicy one. That's probably the hardest one to tip. Uh, Frio. Wow. I think that's the only non-favourite you selected. Collingwood's a favourite going in against West Coast? Did you tip them? Yeah, it's oh, that's, make... that's where the multi fails. No, oh, I've got to make money somehow. Who's going to make up the $2 million deficit? That money's going straight back to the club, mate. Anyway, that's your homework for the week, Nick. What other revenue streams can the
1: AFL come up with? Why should that be my homework? Okay, I'll go with it as well. That's our homework oh, for the week. Can they monetize that thing that Sicily does? What's that called?
0: Oh, Twitch. Twitch. Call of Duty.
1: Yeah. Who the hell is paying to watch? I still don't know. It It freaks me out. Why? It doesn't make sense. It was the worst thing that could happen to you at Christmas, watching someone else play the game. (laughs) And yet I do that every week for
0: AFL. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, the duality of man. (laughs) Uh, That'll be it for the Hawk Talk podcast this week. We'll be back to recap all the action from the Brisbane game. And so much more, I trust. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.